Hello and welcome to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to be talking about the statement, I'm not going to be like my dad was. So the big question is this, how are parents like us, who don't have a manual, who are doing the best we can, who feel as though we aren't enough, how are we going to raise healthy, happy children who we are proud of and still keep our sanity in that process? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ryan Roy, and welcome to I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, a podcast for parents who are being real with themselves. Hello, and welcome back to this episode of I Don't Know Jack About Parenting, where today I'm going to be talking about the statement, I'm not going to be like my dad was. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. I probably said it myself at some point when I was a a father early on. And this is part three of a four part series uh, leading up to Father's Day, which is next week. So happy Father's Day early. Uh, But I encourage you to listen to next week's episode also, which will be the Father's Day episode talking about being the dad that you wished you had. Listen, and that's kind of going to be a focus of today's topic also. So just a quick recap, Uh, two weeks ago, uh, we talked about the eight types of fathers, seven of which, which most of us had, uh, are are not necessarily good dads, right? They're the absent father, the abusive father, uh, and so on and so forth. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't. Um, But but once you identify the, the last one, it's the good father. So last week we talked about seven characteristics of what it looks like to be a good father. Uh, there are a lot of characteristics out there if you really choose to analyze it. And we'll talk about that a little bit here today. Uh, but go back and listen to that if you haven't. This is a process. Being the father, being the dad you wish you had is a process. But first we got to identify where we came from. Identify the type of dad your father was identify uh, what it looks like to be a good father and then identify what it looks like to be a good father from your perspective. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And I'm going to be asking some questions uh, of you to take the time to answer. Right. So so first off, we're going to dive into those questions here. Uh, and what here, here's the first one. What are some of your earliest memories of your dad? And if you automatically come from a negative space or a negative one, right there, we know there's still some unresolved potential issues. And that's okay, right? Because we're striving to be the dad we wish we had, and we got to recognize our own feelings. So if you automatically went to a time where he beat the shit out of you, or a time that he was abusive, or a time that he said something bad to you, or the fact that he was just a lump on a log on the couch uh, when you came in reading his newspaper, uh, we're just going to give that old that that old look. And, and as you walk by, didn't even as much acknowledge you. If he never said, I love you and, you, and that's just something that's just a sore point for you, that's okay, because that's real. And guess what? You're not alone in that. I didn't just describe potentially you, but there's hundreds of other examples I could probably use. And people go, oh, that was my dad. And again, if you go back to the episode where I described the eight types of fathers, you'll get some of those answers. So please go find out what type of dad you have. You will be able to identify him quickly. Um, if you are unfamiliar with me, this is the first time you're watching one of these episodes or listening to one of these podcasts. Know that I had the absent father. 
as I was abandoned when I was five years old. And I know what emotions that stirs up for me. So now that you've identified that, right? And you know that you're either going to a happy place or a sad place. If you're going to a happy place, man, that's great also. That means that you've maybe done some of the work. You've given some forgiveness. You've sat there and said, listen, that's who my father was and accepted him or even mom for who they are. And then you have a greater potential to immediately uh, impact your child. But you must deal with some of these challenges. And I'm not here to say it because... Oh, I'm a therapist or anything. I know it because one, I am a life coach and, and I deal with this with a lot of clients. But number two, I dealt with it myself. The anger, the hatred, the frustration from not growing up with that positive real, male role model in my life. So now I want you to look at the happiest moments or memories with your father. And I want you to jot these down, right? It could be when he taught you how to uh put a, a a fish or a fish a, a worm on a hook to catch a fish it could be uh he always made even though he was never around you guys always had a tremendous holiday uh vacation it could be the holidays in my world we we grew up with very little but my mother always made the holidays uh, the ones in particular was she, she loved halloween thanksgiving christmas and easter we always went all out and another one that was special, uh, we didn't we didn't go all out as a family, but we made sure we did something was celebrating the independence of our country, and that would be the Fourth of July. So holidays for me were big and very positive memories as a child that is surrounded by a lot of uh, uncertainty, for lack of a better term. So write out some of those memories, and and, and I'm going to encourage you to write this stuff out. Come back and listen again, and do it for yourself. Why? Because it's important to do the work. You'll be amazed at what comes out of you when you write this stuff down. Put it in a journal. Put it in a safe place because you will revisit this these things. Then I want you to think about the most negative memories of your father. And, and those may be easy for a lot of you. For me, I don't have negative memories of him per se, but I have negative memories of where I wish he was there because he was absent. So, for example, I wish he was there when I was playing sports. I wish he was there the night that I played, ooh, oof, in a championship game and won when I was a sophomore in high school. I wish he was there when I got offered a scholarship to play sports in college. I wish he was there to teach me how to shave. I wish he was there when I visited that college for the first time and I had to drive hundreds of miles away. I wish he was there when I graduated college. When I graduated high school. So what do you do with those memories, those negative memories that you hold with your dad? You say you wished he was there in my case, whatever it was for you. I, 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 you know, I wish he didn't beat the crap out of my mother. I wish he didn't beat me. I, I wish he wouldn't drink so much and put what you wished in a positive way. My dad was sober. If you wish your dad was sober, don't you think your kid would want you to be sober? Because you may exude some of those same imageries. And you could be saying, I hear it right now, dad. The dad who's listened, who wishes his dad was sober. Man, I don't do it the way he did it. I only have a beer or two. Well, I'll tell you parenthood is stressful. Parenthood is hard. And if you're only having a beer or two now, when your kids are driving you crazy, 
when you, you got multiple practices and work and the stresses of being a good parent, that turns into a six pack or a 12 pack or maybe some hard liquor. And that statement that I started this broadcast with where I say, oh, I'm never going to be like my dad starts to manifest itself because you said to yourself, that's only a beer or two. Do yourself a favor. If you wanted your father to be sober, be that for your child. For those of you who are beaten by your father, I'm never going to lay a hand on my kids. What does that look like on the other end? It says, I'm going to be loving. I'm going to talk to my kids in a loving tone. I'm not, not only am I not going to hit them, but what are you going to do in place of that? Is it time out? I don't know. What does that look like for you? But you could start to research that if you haven't already. But to say I'm not going to hit my kids, the universe, the world, nothing. If you don't replace it with what they're going to do, only thing they hear is I'm going to hit my kids because that's all you know. So let's not revert to what we know. Now I want you to sit there and be honest with yourself, dads. What is your biggest fear about becoming a, a dad? Or if you're currently a dad, what's your biggest fear? My biggest fear is failure. My biggest fear is not having the respect of my adult children because I didn't earn it while they were here. And, and earning that started when they were in the womb. Listen to that. Earning it started in the womb. How did I treat their mother when she was creating them in her body? Did she feel comfortable? Did she feel loved? When, when she was having a rough day, did I rub her back? Did I rub her feet? Did I, when she told me she craved bread pudding at, at 11 o'clock at night one night, did I not call one of my friends who worked at a, a, a popular restaurant that serves amazing bread pudding? And I said, dude, do you have any bread pudding left in the kitchen or did they toss today's batch out? And he goes, why? It's <laughs> because my wife needs some. She's craving it. And I'll meet you anywhere I need to meet you. And we did that. Did I meet her needs when she was building my children? I call it building. Because we're building people. We're building them up or we're ripping them down. But my job is to build them. Um, so the fear around becoming a father is that I don't do a good enough job that they respect me. And I have a mantra and it's in my book called Be the Dad You Wish You Had. And, and, and my mantra or my goal is this. I want to earn the respect of my adult children and no thing or no fling is ever going to stop me from doing that. So no thing, no job, no offset friendship, no, <clears throat> no material thing, no car, no bigger house, no football game as football is a passion of mine if my son needs me and the Dallas Cowboys are playing that week and it's on a time that he needs me guess guess what comes precedent there's a thing called a DVR take care of my boys no thing no fling no momentary lapse of judgment it's going to come between me and my kids respecting me when they're adults and the way you earn respect as an adult is by treating them with respect and showing them respect when they are children. My biggest fear is not being enough for them.
Some of you not being enough may be a financial thing. Am I good enough? And I'm, I'm here to tell you, dads, you're enough because there's only two things a kid really needs. They need to feel loved and they need to feel safe. And if you could provide those two things, you're probably, and I'm just throwing a number out there, 90% better than a lot of parents that give them things. If they feel safe and loved and you can make them laugh every day, you're way ahead of the game. No test scores, no tutors, no coaches can ever replace the love that you will give them and the comfort they'll find in that. Now, I told you last week's episode was seven characteristics of a good father. But I want you to write down five characteristics off the top of your head. And they may realign with the things that you heard last week, and that's fine. Are there any other things that you believe a good father possess? And I touched on one that I, I don't recall as I'm recording this, whether they're on last week's or not, but respect. Respect is huge. If they learn to respect themselves and respect others, again, they're way ahead of the game. So write those qualities down for you. Not what you don't think is a good father, but what you do think in those that they possess. And the question is, then honestly say, do I possess these qualities? And if not, how do I obtain these qualities? You can start and restart today. It's not too late. I don't care if your kids are teenagers. You still have years that you could impact them while they are under your roof. And now is the time to make that impact, dads. Name three things that you hope to accomplish as a father. I plan on being present. And by present, I mean being involved. These are mine, guys. I'm just sharing with you as I've gone through this. And ultimately, I want them to be independent of me when they go out into the world. They could always come back to me and lean on me and rely on me for wisdom and stuff and growth. But I need them to be self-sufficient, independent of me. Notice something. I was taught to be independent of everybody. I want them to rely on other people and resources but being able to be independent and self-sufficient. That's what I hope to accomplish as a father. And I teach them tools, those tools early and often. As Soon as it's age appropriate, allow them to do things and grow into being an adult way before they're an adult. Now, I, I want you to go back to that list of things that you didn't necessarily appreciate about your dad. Name three things that you do not want to repeat as a father. So for me, I don't ever want to be absent. Again, these things start to repeat themselves, but they start getting ingrained in you. I want to be present. There are three things. I'm just going to put this out there. This wasn't in my notes. This isn't one something I was going to say. I've said it on other podcasts, but I'll say it again. I'll say it till I'm blue in the faith face. <clears throat> I believe every... <clears throat> Excuse me. I believe every father owes it to himself and to his children to say or exude three things, whether you say it or you actually do it. You need to say to your kids every day that I believe in you through your actions and words. I trust you and I love you. I can't tell you how many dads I hear say that. 
They were never told by their father that they loved. Or the one time he sent it, 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 it's like they were dumbfounded and they weren't even able to receive it. So if you love your kids, why would you not tell them? I wouldn't want to repeat that. So my kid probably hears 10 times a day that I love him, but I think he gets it. I think he believes it. And he's eight, right? And and, and the two-year-old is two. But the eight-year-old, I'll say, I love you. And he'll say, okay, dad. And it's like, no, 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 no. I love you. And I want him to hear it. I want him to feel it. And he's eight. He doesn't get it. It's his only experience to ex to to receive this consistently. But the challenge is, is he going to know it? And is he going to respect it when he's an adult himself, maybe about to be a father, about to get into a relationship? And when he goes into the, the world and he, you know, meets a girl who maybe is a little broken and didn't have that father in her life. And he says to her, I love you. And she doesn't know how to receive that because love to her was a smack across the face. Or... or being absent she doesn't know how to receive that because she didn't have it like i told her why doesn't she get it it's because she's broken just like you are in certain ways what's your biggest insecurity be honest be vulnerable with yourself guys you're not you're not getting on a broadcast what's your biggest vulnerability or insecurity around being a father Again, it's another way of saying it, but what is it? What is it? Answer that for yourself. Now I want you to do this because it may not have been your father. Write down five or ten, two if that's all you got, who were your male positive role models. I'm going to say positive because there's some people who have had negative male role models, but they were role models. Who are your positive male role models growing up? For me, um, it was coaches, teachers. Um, I, they're they're flooding my mind right now. And I'm just not going to share any names. Uh, they're athletes that play, played professional sports that I wanted to emulate. But what part of their being did I want to emulate? One of them in my mind is his work ethic, his desire to do better because he came from nothing. Uh, and I, I brought that into, even though we played different sports, I brought that into the sport I played because I admired his tenacity, his work ethic, his desire to uplift people around him. And lastly, what's your relationship with your mother like? Do you appreciate all the hard work that she put into you? If she's there, I don't want to assume any listeners didn't necessarily lose their mom. But I'm in a healthy parenting relationship with my wife. And it's difficult. I can't imagine going this journey all by myself. But yet my mother did it and raised five kids doing it. And for all of her shortcomings that are really easy to sit there and and complain about there's so much good that came from my mom so much wisdom 
so many examples of what it is to be a good person. And I choose to focus on those. So I'm going to share a little something with you and then we're going to go and allow you to ponder that. But all of this allows you to be the dad you wish you had. And then I lost my train of thought. So I'm going to end on that. Your relationship with your mother is important. Your relationship with your father is important, good or bad. Oh, and here is my thought. You cannot be in gratitude. Listen, I'm, I'm asking you to pull all the good things out from your parents and say, what do they do right? Utilize those. The things they did wrong, make them rights on paper, right? What does that look like if they would have done it the way you wish they had done it? And then you implement that in your own children because you cannot be in a place of gratitude and angry and hurtful and stressed at the same time it is physically impossible so if we could focus on all the good acknowledge the bad and focus how we could turn that bad into good you too dads can be the dad you wish you had see i don't know jack about parenting guys but i know this has worked for me and i am not the end all be all but I'll tell you what, if I could help one dad out there be a better version of himself and his kids get to experience love the way he didn't receive it, then I will left a small footprint on some family, maybe for generations, because you broke the curse. Because your parents were broken their parents were broken and you're broken, but you could break that cycle. And this is a way to show love to your kids by focusing on the positive and being the positive and earning their adult respect. We'll see you in the next episode. Do you want to be the dad you wish you had? If so, Go get my free book, Be the Dad You Wish You Had, at bethedadyouwishyouhad.com. Inside, you'll find my most effective 40 tips to quickly and easily transform yourself into the ideal dad. Go to bethedadyouwishyouhad.com now and get it while it's free.